Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Call to Love experience. I am Jasmine Bellamy, your host and founder of Love 101 Ministries. I am a love practitioner, a minister, and a joyful disruptor with a redemptive imagination. The Call to Love experience is an invitation to join us on a spiritual journey as we examine the theology and cultivate the practice of love. Welcome to season two, the Love Practitioners series. In every episode, we'll be creating space and amplifying the voices of love practitioners from various contexts. Thank you for joining us. There are three parts to the call to love experience. Listen, engage, reflect. We'll begin with a communal reading of tonight's Centering Scripture. Consider this an invitation to rest in God and reflect upon the, the Scriptures together. Ruth Haley Barton reminds us that the Scriptures are indeed alive and active. We desire to create space for a two-way conversation in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Tonight's live conversation offers us a unique opportunity to engage the theology of love. It's an invitation to listen to the dialogue and become aware of what rises up in our hearts and expand our own understanding as we learn from each other. We encourage you to join along in the chat with your questions, emojis, or even an amen when something resonates with you. This is a communal practice, our sacred space that we are co-creating together. We will end with reflection and introspection. We'll take a moment to pause, to discern God's presence today, and notice the invitations for our spiritual growth, the invitation to become more like love. Before we begin, I want to send some love to my sis, Reverend Candace Green, our co-producer who's holding us behind the scenes. And secondly, Love 101 Ministries lost one of its biggest supporters, Elise Finch, who passed away suddenly on July 16th. We are grateful for her loving support and encouragement since our founding in 2018, and we dedicate this entire season to her memory. I am so delighted to welcome tonight's guest. They are my sisters. First, I'll introduce my big sister, Marilyn Batchelor. And I will also welcome to the studio my dear friend and sister, Olafemi Gonzalez. <laughs> Hello, my sisters and hooks. Hi there. It's so Hi. good to have you here. I will I will on the other side of, of our scripture reading, we'll talk a little bit more about the beauty of our relationship. Um, but I will say up front, um, I, I kind of gave it away, but tonight's episode 
is all about centering bell hooks. Mm -hmm. And bell hooks is um, a special teacher to the three of us, um, which is why it's, I'm so touched that my sisters and hooks would join me in the studio tonight for this beautiful conversation. So thank you, thank you so much for being here. It's a joy to be here. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So we're gonna move into our moment to listen. Um, and as we come to um, our scripture reading for tonight, uh, we're, our centering scripture is going to be um, just one verse. Um, and I, I selected this verse because this was a verse that Belle used um, in her in, in her her writing. She may not have been um, a traditional theologian. Might one might argue that that is is or is not the case, um, but she was definitely um, very uh, rooted um, in 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 the faith um, and had a really beautiful. Um, so, so much beauty in what she talked about love. And when she specifically names this particular scripture, I thought it was important for us to amplify that one for tonight, um, since this is all about love and all about Belle. So as we move and in transition into this moment, you know, beloved, I just encourage you to breathe. Make space to be here now. Let's clear our minds and settle ourselves and just listen. Listen and notice what might come up for you as you listen to scripture. Mm. In community together, we are in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And let's approach this scripture open and present and longing to receive from God. Hmm. We're gonna read the verse three times. I'll read it first. I'll invite Marilyn to read it the second time. And Olafemi will read it the third time. And so as you listen to this one powerful verse, notice what might be there for you. Notice if there's a word or a phrase that stands out for you, is there something that resonates? Or even is there something that you resist? Or is there something that you're curious about? But just notice what arises as you listen to 1 John 3.14. I'll read from the CEB. We know that we have transferred from death to life because we love the brothers and sisters. The person who does not love remains in death. Mine is from the NLT version, and, it's, and it reads, if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. 
and mine is from the New International Revised Version. We know that we have left our old dead way of life and we have entered into new life. We know this because we love one another. Anyone who doesn't love still lives in their old condition. God, who is love, incarnate your love through us. Open our eyes that we might see. Give us ears to courageously listen. Soften our hearts and stir our spirits that we might perceive your truth. I pray over this communal conversation. May it be a blessing to every person who engages in this experience. May it be an invitation to rest in community in your presence. May we remain in your love so together we'll flourish. Also want to honor the beautiful life of Bell Hooks, our love practitioner who showed us in her life how to live a life of love. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I love that we use three different versions because I felt like there were different contours or different things that stood out um, in each of your readings. So I'd like to ask um, the first question to say, what came up for you as you listened? What word or phrase stood out to you? What questions maybe arose from the text as you heard it? Or even if, as you listen to the three different scriptures or the three different translations, if something came to life for you there too. Marilyn, would you love to go first? Sure. Listening to Olaf Olufemi's version really, um, really did something to me. Mm -hmm. And particularly as you, um, the part of it that I mean, we've all read, mine of course was, but a person was no love is still dead. Your translation of that part was like, it went beyond it. It basically said like, you're, you're stuck. You can't, you mm -hmm. can't move forward. You can't even move backwards. You're just basically in a space mm -hmm. that has, there's no growth whatsoever, which with no growth, there's no life. And that was, I mean, cause I mean, it's one thing to say a person who has no love is still dead, which just means that they're, you could interpret that so many ways that they're incapable of um, feeling in the ultimate way. Mm -hmm. but when you say that a person is literally stuck and can't go in any direction, then that's, that's even worse. Mm-hmm. Because you might as well just put yourself in a box and just, you know, pack it away. And and that was, it hit me in a whole different sort of way than um, mm -hmm. than the verse that I read. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Femi, anything for you? What stood out? Well, always 
this dead way of life, I think this is how Marilyn was saying too, right? Um, the dead way of life, you're stuck. And so mm -hmm. I think about hooks. I go right to her um, talking about this, the transformation that's needed and how love transforms. Mm -hmm. um, but if we're not willing to offer that, we can't move forward, right? Mm -hmm. we're not, this, she deals a lot with um, trauma and healing in relationship with love. Mm -hmm. And so as I was reading that and then I'm reflecting on the other versions, it's nice to hear all three of them because mm -hmm. they do, as you said, you know, and you said, oops, I said scripture, but it's true. They do sound like they're, they're different scriptures, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and that's the great thing about reading different versions mm -hmm. because there's something that with all three of them holding them side by side helps us to unpack that one verse, like really get to the deeper part of it, to the soil um, and not just the soul, but the soil of it, like um, to get to get dirty in the soil with, you know, on ourselves, like what is what has me stuck? Um, I love um, a CBE is going to have brothers and sisters and then you had anyone and, or one another in our, our versions. And and that's so good, too, because sometimes we're able to to love and forgive certain people groups more readily than others so it's nice to hear the the change in that to the dynamics um yeah. in those versions yeah i i mean i think what i what is just that keeps popping off the page to me is that life is through love mm -hmm. like like period, full stop. <laughs> right. Know? right. And and you know, I, I think about when we think of the weight of love, we tend to, and I say we, and I, you know what I love about Bell um, as a cultural critic, um, as a scholar, um, she 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 looked at. Um, what we believe through a cultural lens mm -hmm. by what our culture is mirroring back to us. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about how we trivialize love or we only keep it in some, you know, emotional state or like we are losing the, like this heft mm -hmm. of love as the, as life. And, and that's just like, that's real heavy for me <laughs> when I think about it that way. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But let me just say this before, you know, cause we, we did jump into to Bell very, very, very quickly, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, but, but yes, we, um, so for me, this is a, a, you know, Marilyn is, is my witness. I wanted to do this conversation literally a year ago. And um, I, but I, I, I hadn't found the right frame at the time, but I knew that there had to be a way um, to, to have Bell in conversation mm -hmm. with the theology of love. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I actually went back to um, one of my posts um about um about her and um i think about the fact that 
I, I named myself a love practitioner and I had no idea <laughs> that she was a love practitioner. You know what I mean? It's like, so it, yeah. it's, it's like, I came into my, my being and then there she was. And she was, um, this, this teacher that every time I encounter her, she is speaking specifically to where I am at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so she has been such an incredible um, guide and source of wisdom for me in this love practitioner journey. Um, and, you know, she, you know, it's, she, it's just like, she, she was speaking to where I am 18 years before mm -hmm. I became. And so, I mean, that, that, that's kind of my, my, um, my space with her. Um, and so I, 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 for tonight, and we know there are a plethora of books <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to talk about many of them, but for oh, the boy. audience who may not be as familiar with her, um, I kind of want to center the trilogy. Okay. <laughs> so as we talk about Belle as a love practitioner, um, she started first with All About Love and New Visions. And in that book, it, it really was like paradigm shifting um, at the time in terms of, of really having, um, developing an ethic, if you want to say, about love. Um, but that book is real. Like a lot of people are more familiar with All About Love, but there was, quote unquote, a trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, part two um, is Salvation, Black People in Love. And um, the third is Communion, The Female Search for Love. I personally argue that at minimum, there is a fourth and that is the will to change at, at minimum. However, Sisters in the Yam is nothing yeah. like a whole love story. So, I mean, but if I had to put a frame around some, if, if you were interested in going back to explore Belle specifically as a love practitioner, those could be places to begin. I'll just start with that. But I'm sure we're going to be pulling <laughs> quotes from all over the place. Um, and so uh, what I'm hoping um, we we will do tonight as we engage or share some of those, those you know, Olufemi has one that's in her email, you know, but those <laughs> those nuggets of wisdom for Belle, um, of Belle that maybe were the things that knocked you off your feet um, and were the things that um, connected the, you know, the, that connected that 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 thread that connected you to her, um, and that you could never let her go after that. So, um, I'm I'm going to start and ask Femi if she would might want to kick us off. And let me just say this: so first, <laughs> there's a reason why these are sisters and hooks. First of all, so old Femi and I were. Um, first of all, this is all all fuller women again. Let me also say that. Yeah. I like to say that. <laughs> Um, Olafemi and I, uh, I was the, you know, the struggling little master student in her PhD seminar. 
and I'm with the, you know, I'm with, I'm with all of the scholars, and um, it was my first day of class, and somewhere in there I mentioned bell hooks. And as soon as those words came out my mouth, I got an email from Olafemi, and we have literally been sisters tied at the hip since that moment. Mm-hmm. We- it's fantastic. Yes. And then Marilyn is my big sister. Um, we both went to Syracuse University. Um, she, I followed her footsteps um, into ministry in that um, when I was a senior um, at, 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 at Syracuse, she was preaching um, the, the sermon at our reunion. Um, and I then almost 30 years later did the same thing. And so she is like my, um, she's my counsel. She is, is, she keeps me um, making sure I'm following. <laughs> I'm Good. Um, but has been um, such a, a wise sage for me um, and is so in, ingrained in the work of, of, of Hooks and her doctoral work. And mm-hmm. so that is why this 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 trio is together tonight um, and, and lovingly called Sisters and Hooks. So after I've gotten that out the way, I want to... <laughs> open up for me hit us with some wisdom from bell that just mine is mind blowing for you <laughs> well i first like to start and we will backtrack a little bit when you were saying when you you identified yourself as a love practitioner and that's so important in 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 our uh, theology as christian women uh the naming so remember that god named abraham and sarah and he named Jacob Israel and then you know Saul became Paul it's very important it speaks to your ministry but naming is so important in hooks right mm-hmm. because we know that she's Gloria Watkins mm-hmm. but when she became Bill Hooks even though you know the joke was on her she wanted those lowercase to downplay her right. it really just just her thriving and flourishing so I have to speak on that and then further I mean she's helped us name situations in our lives. And that's always the case. When I teach courses on hooks, especially all about love, do author studies, people, irrespective of their backgrounds, talk about how she's helped give them a vocabulary to their pain, to their love, to their experiences in life. She has been so um, instrumental and significant in us naming, uh, the whole naming ritual, naming, identifying what's what's, uh, the system um, but also naming ourselves and not even knowing, like, you know, that's the Holy Spirit. And you're saying, I'm a love practitioner. I don't know where it's going to send me. But lo and behold, there it, there it is. It did send you somewhere. So I have to say that first because, you know, I've seen her many times. I've watched her YouTube videos just as if she's still here. And I talk to her in the video back and forth um, because she talks about having a language. Mm-hmm. I have to start there. Um, and so there there are just so many beautiful, you know, quotes. And I talk about how she talks about dominator culture, wanting us um, to claim sameness mm-hmm. over diversity. And that's really choosing fear out of love instead of love. And so that's one that always you see in my emails because I think that that's just so powerful. This div- And that's a theology, right? You know, yeah. uh, that diversity and unity. So um, she really is a theologian. Mm -hmm. Um, She may not have claimed to be a womanist, but 
I see that more and more when I read her. She says feminism, but I really see um, womanist theology present mm-hmm. in her work. So I have to start there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. Marilyn, come on, jump on in. Oh my goodness, I can't even jump on top of that. Go, you go, girl. <laughs> that is exactly it. No, you, and you're and you're so right. And I would definitely go with womanism as mm-hmm. as one as well. And you know, the the part of it for me with Bell Hooks, and it, it goes, yes, the trilogy, you know, Ain't I a Woman also does it for me. And it's um my my dissertation, which I'm still painfully trying to get finished writing, um, focuses on Pauli Murray. Mm. And and when you look at the work, and I kept, and the, and the reason it takes me back to Bell Hooks is because I kept trying to figure out where is that, what is that thing in the middle of Pauli Murray that just one, kept her continuing to not accept the word no. And what was it that kept making her fight for others? Because it wasn't like she was getting any, um, you know, high acclaim for it. I mean, the woman was broke from beginning to end. Yes. You know, yeah. she, she never really had much and she was okay with it. But it, what it was, was her love of people, love of, of what was right. And for me with Hooks, because of like her essay that she wrote on love as the practice of freedom mm. and the understanding of how love and liberation walk hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And it, it gave me that parallel between Hooks and and Polly because they're both walking. I mean, might have been walking on two different roads, but they made it to the same fork at mm-hmm. some point or another. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just, um, you know, looking at what it means when we, if we understand how love plays such a huge part, especially because it's such a recurring theme in Bell Hook's thoughts and in her writing, that it explicitly takes you back to that understanding that the only way to to walk this path is to free ourselves of domination, to free ourselves mm-hmm. of you know being stuck. So when I when I when I um, listened to back to Olufemi's version in the CB, I was like, that's it. When you have no love. You are stuck. When you are stuck, you have no liberation. Mm-hmm. You have no freedom. Yeah. 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 Ooh, I mean, I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking about so many um, particular um, quotes that, that, that I want to kind of put in to our conversation and, and to hear your response to some of them. But I will tell you my encounter with Belle that, I mean, you know, I had, you know, I read all about love. I read um, Will to Change, you know, all these things. And, but I, um, after finishing um, my master's at Fuller, this is my first book that I could choose to read outside of required reading for classes was Communion, The Female Search Mm -hmm. for Love. Yes. And all I'm telling you, I was sitting on a little porch in a rocking chair in the summertime, you know, rocking back and forth. And I had had some lived experience. I'll just put it that way. And then all of a sudden, I pick up Val and I read a woman who chooses to love mm-hmm. is 
greatest threat to the patriarchal mm -hmm. status quo. Absolutely. And I threw that book on the ground. Like, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, she gave me language in yeah. that moment right. to describe yeah. all of the, the turmoil that I was experiencing that, it, it, it was that domination, exactly mm -hmm. what you pointed to. But when she, when I got there, I was like, oh, so this comes with the territory of yeah. being a love practitioner because I yeah. choose this love. Absolutely. Right. right. And I tell you that those are words that I do, like they just walk with me through everything. And it really helped me put into conversation for me, this, this role as a love practitioner where love brings life and freedom mm -hmm. and the joyful disruptor who will not accept the status quo. Right. 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 Because that actually would be unloving. Right. Because it is not freedom. Mm -hmm. And so th that one right there is, is the one that has been so um, profound for me um, and has been the one that I, I just, I can't shake. I yeah. can't. And I you know what? Up. Let me just say this real quick, this little piece. So I, I wrote this after um, <laughs> I read the, after I read the book, um, I said, um, Belle, like no one else, speaks my heart and soul as if she lives in it. She gives me language to articulate my lived experience. I knew a transformational journey awaited me, and I was curious to see how I would be changed on the other side of this book. Mm. Mm. And I said, I finished reading it three days ago. I can't <laughs> bring myself to return it to the bookshelf yeah. quite <laughs> and I wept as I turned the last page. So many highlights, asterisks, and dog-eared pages. And so the quote that I had used that day says, love comes only as we find love within. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To risk self-knowledge mm -hmm. is to begin love's journey. Mm. So I would love to kind of <laughs> pitch that over to my sisters and hooks and just riff on finding that love within mm -hmm. that the risk to risk self-knowledge and that being the beginning of love's journey. Mm. So two things, and I apologize, I was going to interrupt you because I was so excited <laughs> What you were saying. And I remember that time when you were having that moment, right? That was a wonderful moment. It was like Moses going up to mountain mountaintop, coming back with all, you know, the light, right? And I remember you were like sending me pictures of you dog earring and underline. I remember that. And so I just like excited. And then it came to me because again, I say she's a theologian. Mm -hmm. um, in Ephesians, when we talk about putting on the armor of God, most of the time we see it as prayer, mm -hmm. right? Or people read it differently. Right. Well, perhaps it's love. Mm -hmm. 
all of those pieces are some form of embodying love. And for us, like you said, women, and she talks about black women, that has her um, saying that our, it, it, you know, we're, we're a threat when we choose to love radically. Um, that has been echoed again. She's been quoted <laughs> everywhere. But um, an academic named Kirsten T. Edwards hmm. talked about the challenge of black women loving. We must do that. That is radical practice. And she talks about that in, in this, in this uh, seminary, wherever we are in the academic setting, we must do that. What challenges that sometimes is that we have so many stereotypes and tropes and Belle talks about that too in um, Black Female and Academic. The stereotypes that kind of, uh, if you are loving, then is projected a mammy image is projected onto you, you know, and you have to challenge that um, by still being loving, but de determine to define what that practice of love looks like rather than mammification. Mm -hmm. um, when you are loving and stern, you're also given the angry black woman trope. Mm -hmm. So Kirsten reiterates that and and also explains it and expands it further. So Bell Hooks has all these people standing on her shoulders and, mm -hmm. you know, taking this thing and, and running further. We're saying that we still radically, the, to radically love in the academic setting, in the minstrel setting, wherever we are, we must do it. But it does get a lot of pushback, but we still have to keep going, right? It's our spiritual armor. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. You know, I, I want to pull out, um, I, you know, I went back to my notes thinking um, about salvation in particular, Black people mm -hmm. in love. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I want to um, bring this up too, because I think it goes back to this, this idea of looking at Belle um, as a theologian in, in her perspective. Um, but she's, this is what I thought was beautiful about what she said. Um, she says, the huge majority of Black folks who identify as Christians or as believers in other religious faiths, in Islam, Buddhism, Yoruba, and so on, need to return to sacred writings about love and embrace these as guides showing us the way to lead our lives. In biblical scriptures, we are told that God has set before us life and death. Our faith and our destiny as believers require that we choose love. Mm -hmm. That choice must be affirmed by changing how we regard ourselves and others. The images we choose to represent our world, the images we choose to endorse and value, Blackness cannot represent death when we choose life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Respond to that. What is what is what comes up for you as the, as you hear that? I find life I just, and love to, to walk to be simultaneous mm -hmm. in some ways. Yeah. And particularly in this case, because you're looking at 
And then one of the things that she often said in, in her writings of love is that if we love, um, if we love one another like ourselves, then we should be able to care for other people's conditions or situations as much as we do ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when we walk in that light, there's there's no other way to do it. I mean, it's almost like you're whether you're being guided blindly or not. We all aiming for that same destination. And she mm-hmm. talks about that. And that's mm-hmm. where I see the whole walking in that light with with her philosophy and understanding of where love, where love is meant to be. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, I know you want to get in on that. Well, I'm I'm tracing back, um, tracing black folk and love of self, mm-hmm. and how sometimes that's challenging for us. When you mention love and self love. Mm-hmm. And then you know, she's saying blackness cannot represent death. Um, and tracing that back to where I watched um, an interview that she did, and I don't remember who else was there with her when she was talking, but she mentioned the importance of contemplation and reflection mm. into really getting to know, you mentioned knowing yourself and, and, and being courageous in that. But that's also one of her ingredients we go back to all about love is knowledge yes and and people are challenged by well how is knowledge love right how is that love but we look at knowledge being used if we look at the king james version in the old testament when adam knew eve knowledge really represents intimacy not knowledge is power yeah and so this this contemplation and this intimacy with ourselves, I always think about, she, she mentioned that, wow, it's kind of sad, she said, that Black men spend so much of their, Black children spend so much of their time trying to survive that there's rarely any time for us as people to sit down and reflect and to think and to contemplate, you know, yeah. and to do some contemplative practices. And she said the only time that she recognized that Black men got an understanding of themselves. It was too late. They were in prison where they had mm-hmm. all this time to sit and read and to get mm-hmm. to know themselves. She said, you notice that that's when people really start to understand love. And that's when they start to have a spiritual walk. Many of yeah. them do mm-hmm. identify with the faith. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that's so important too, as we're we're all contemplatives here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's very interesting because I believe that that's that's part of our Afrocentricity. Mm-hmm. That is part of our roots. But somehow, Black church, I think we kind of walk away from the, we're scared of the language of mystics mm-hmm. and contemplation. A lot of our focus is very external and it's very active action, outward action rather than inward look and in, looking and dialogue. Yeah. And so you touched on that and by us doing Lectio. I mean, that's marvelous. Three black women leading Lectio. Um, Mm -hmm. because I think that that's not new to our, our, our people. Right. It's just that we, we, we don't use it as much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, introducing Belle as a contemplative, like I really, really, really love that. Um, and, you know, I, I I definitely see her in that that world as a cultural critic where she sat deeply with things and 
and examined what what those cultural artifacts were telling us that we believe about ourselves. Um, and I, she mentioned, um, I actually like this particular piece a lot too, because almost similar to what you're talking about that we, we don't take, we, you know, we're doing so much, we're not taking the time to be contemplative and have introspection. I love, um, she mentioned in, um, a, a moment within Salvation where she talks about a recent film that was targeted toward youth culture and the, the film, and this was recent at the time um, in the early 2000s when the book was written and it talks of, it's the book, um, the film Slam. And she mentions, um, it says, at a moment of crisis in the film, the two characters argue engaging in an amazingly constructive conflict that brings them closer together. Yeah. They dialogue and communicate. And she says, this is a wonderful example of decolonized images. Mm -hmm. Rarely are Black couples depicted processing and communicating. Um, and I just thought that was important to to kind of lift up when we think um, about what a love practice from a bell hooks would look like. Yeah. It, it, it is saying we lean into these places of tension. Yeah. And in leaning into those places of tension, to your point, Femi, we become to, we get to know mm -hmm. each other in this space of intimacy and we can be com um, contemplative and we can process things together and those things can actually bring us together. And I just thought that was a wonderful example um, that she felt it was really important to highlight. Um, and, and I think it just leaves, it leaves such, um, it's good practice for us right? It's good, it's good hygiene for our relationships that mm -hmm. our relationships don't have to be um, some fantasy of perfection. Yeah. That, they, that, we can, that we can meet and connect and wrestle in the tension of things and grow towards each other mm -hmm. as, 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 a, um, as a result mm -hmm. of that um, which I just think is such a beautiful example to us. Like, you know, when I I think about, um, you know, I think I, I often think about the fact that that Bell was not writing in today's social media. No, Woo! you know, so it's like the example that she gives for us is is in some respects countercultural. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. so I just, I don't know. I just find so she, she just gets, she, she is a love practitioner. She gives us a way to practice love and live. Right. Yeah. Right. You and know, modeled it. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And modeled it. Her, her, uh, uh, I like these talks that she does with Cornell West. Yes. Um, and, and she openly, if you go back, I think it was done in the 90s and they were on CNN and she was talking about how deeply they love one another, um, but they also 
disagree and they do not shut each other off and cut each other off, but they wrestle and they process and they learn from one another. Yeah. Um, to show that in a public space, a black woman and a black man and intellectuals and and to show that they disagree on major things, uh, especially uh, concerning gender, she would you know say, oh, kind of give him all kind of flat for stuff. But that's just a wonderful example of love um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of, of us processing because we we have to realize, um, and Bell knew this too that. Black people are more for performance. Historically, mm -hmm. it's been about us performing. Um, and so we tend to, you know, after doing that so much, you tend to believe it, right? And we're always act. We have to be action, action, action. Mm -hmm. And rather than sitting down and doing like, you know, St. Ignatius, like doing an examine, like reflecting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're too tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but truth mm -hmm. is, we, we need that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Desire yeah. that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, when you go back to Ashley, when you mentioned about intimacy and that whole sense of oneness and mm -hmm. what that looks like. And, you know, it goes back to um, she had said at one point that um, one thing we do not want in that sense of oneness is domination. Yes. Mm -hmm. She even mentioned that a culture of domination was like basically anti-love. And we find that um, whether it's the relationships we have with uh, with you know, with our brothers, or even the relationship we have black women to white women. Mm -hmm. And one of the expressions and terms that she uses, you, I know you all remember when she talked about blind spots. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the blind spots come from the fact that there's like um, the fight for uh, fight against sexism still didn't allow uh, our white sisters to look at how it impacted us on, in racism. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. all of that talks about how do we love? Yeah. I mean, we cannot... You cannot love one way and yet um, leave out something or marginalize in another way. That's not acceptance. It's not um, the bond that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's also hypocritical. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. back to that first John 3, 14. Yeah. There you, she, she, you know, it's like you don't love one another and, and who, you know, that's it. It's like some people have, it's they have a natural proclivity to love a certain group or to see a certain group is lovable. Absolutely. But there's but John is speaking to all your yes. siblings. Yes. All. Yes. And yes. when we don't, that's where the blind spots show mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I um I I again I was thinking about Bell's voice, um, particularly in 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 this theological space focusing on love. Um and, and in many ways, I believe she was languaging my calling into existence again before I even knew I was called to it. Yep. And she says, um, this is also another quote from um, Salvation. She says, religious teachings were once the place where most of us learn ways to think deeply about love. But the place of those teachings has been usurped by that. You know, I think that's why she blended, why she found a way in her, in how she served, how she worshiped, how she wrote um, yeah. to blend Christianity and Buddhism. Mm -hmm. um, because there are so many areas that overlap, but then it also remo removes the possibility or the, I would say the, 
that the threat mm. of, um, of hypocrisy, the threat mm -hmm. of um, of judgment, mm -hmm. which is what we find when we go too deep. One, in, particularly when we look at our in Christianity, it, it can yeah. do that, you know, because we there's so many so many of our Christian brothers and sisters that I've met who will say, well, you know, I'm I'm called by God, therefore I have the right to judge. Mm, yeah, and the judge and their judgment is dangerous mm -hmm. and harmful. Yeah, and I'm not sure where love comes in there. Yeah, and you know, as you started to respond, what I started to put together so clearly is the the brilliance of Bell to be love mm -hmm. as a cultural critic. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. so Two things together, yes. um, just so, um, and I don't. It was something about the way you started to phrase it that it just connected for me. To like, I usually see them as separate things to some mm -hmm. degree, but mm -hmm. they came together in a really powerful way off of that quote. Of that's exactly what she, essentially she was bringing theology to the culture, right? Because we 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 lost the or we were losing as as she would would suggest that that deep love lesson not happening here and so it was almost like well if you're not gonna get it over here i'm gonna bring it over there <laughs> to where you are and so that's actually super brilliant um and i had not even put that together on, uh, until today um yeah. so i'm I thank you for that, for helping open my uh, my my eyes and my heart to that today. Sure. Yeah. You just touched on that. She was not into compartmentalizing. Exactly. And mm -hmm. so seeing, you know, this spear sovereignty, like seeing everything is sacred. So if I feel that culture is sacred, then I'm going to lovingly critique it. I'm going to be a John the Baptist of the culture. And in a sense, she was. Yeah. There's some things that she said that you go, oh my. <laughs> you know, so um, all my classes, when I teach on All About Love, everybody gets a kick out of her not liking what's love got to do with it. <laughs> you know, when she starts unpacking <laughs> songs and saying, you know, this isn't. <laughs> and, then you, and then you go and say, well, you know, I, I watched a... Um, I listened to uh, her on NPR do a little talk about love songs and, 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 you know, pop culture and kind of critique love in the pop culture setting. And one of the songs that she loved was Your Love is Lifting Me Higher, mm -hmm. Jackie Wilson. Yeah. And she mm -hmm. unpacked why. Because it was about love lifting someone, edifying. Yeah. Right, rather than love being this thing that tears down. Yeah. And that's back to this judgmental type of Christian persona. There we go. An embodiment of tearing people down. Um, mm -hmm. when when love theology is really our theology, right? We're called to be ambassadors. Mm -hmm. We're called to be reconcilers. I mean, you can't do it without love. No. You cannot. You cannot put somebody in a headlock and get them to agree we know that doesn't work but love right yeah that is very true it's the foundation yeah it really I, is. 
I was um, looking at um, how she chose to open All About Love and how she chose to close it. Mm. And so I looked at the two quotes that she highlighted and I found um, a couple of interesting things. One, I found it interesting. Well, I think one of the things I love about Belle um, is, is the fact that she pulled from so many voices. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so she starts the introduction with Jack Hornfield. And then she closes chapter 13 with Thomas Merton. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do love that she, you know, would move around. You know, she she built off of Eric Fromm in terms of the, the mm-hmm. practice of, right. uh, you know, that, that she didn't feel like she only could use, you know, her voice, but she could find the value in other voices as well. But she she talks about in this introduction or the word she used from Jack Cornfield, um, it is possible to speak with our hearts directly. And she says most um, he says most ancient cultures know this. Mm-hmm. We can actually converse with our heart mm-hmm. as if it were a good friend. In modern life, we have become so busy with our daily affairs and thoughts that we have lost this essential art of taking wow. time to converse with our heart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then she ends the book with Merton. Love is our true destiny. Mm-hmm. Not find the meaning of life by ourselves alone. We find it with another. And I mean, that sums it up, <laughs> right? This ability to to you know, I was I've been having a lot of conversation today about dropping down from the head to the heart, mm-hmm. and being that it's not just about us, which with um, highlights, um, Marilyn, what you said earlier, and this love of each other. And, and Femi, as you emphasized um, from 1 John three fourteen, that it's all of us, all of us. And so, you know, as we actually start to pivot into our time um, of, of examination, I just want us to hold those bookends. Mm-hmm. To think about that, what it is for us to to have this language um, of our heart and mm-hmm. the connection to our heart, and what is it to have life through love with each other, and maybe that as we sit in that and think about that, there is an invitation for us. An invitation maybe to think about how that actually might be countercultural to the way we are seeing love today or the way we are practicing love today. It, it's an opportunity for us to think, to learn, to reflect, to tap in 
sit in our heart and allow that heart to speak to us and help us articulate our faith working through love. Mm -hmm. So this time of reflection is about increasing our awareness of God's presence in our lives and maturing spiritually through discernment and accountability. And what I love about what we just did today is we can take a scholar, a cultural icon like Bell Hooks and take all of her work as sacred. Mm-hmm. That it can be a beautiful, beautiful testament to the call to love. Yes. And so it's an opportunity for us to, when we think about discerning, increasing our, our capacity to recognize and respond to the presence of God in our lives. Um, I'm so grateful for Ruth Haley Barton for, <laughs> for ex- explaining discernment in that way. Yeah. And when we think about accountability to, you know, I, I keep thinking about the judgment that we bear down on each other in our self-righteousness and think about this opportunity for accountability to face the truth about the gap between our intention and our actual behavior. And to be honest, to, 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 to understand that there is this capacity for us for self-deception, for us to legitimize the judgment that yeah. is love and call right. love. Right, right, right. So I invite us as we think about our day and our day comes into view, do we, can we remember maybe some moments where we felt more drawn to love and maybe times when we felt furthest away? Mm-hmm. What invitations might there be for us. Mm-hmm. And as we think about our day, what might God be inviting us to take a closer look? What might God want to bring to your attention? Yeah. And even in that sometimes we may have to ask God to open the eyes of my heart Mm-hmm. Though I might speak and see what the Lord might have for me to listen to. And can we discern? Can we discern without the negative judgment of ourselves or the harsh critique, but a loving accountability? Yeah. Can we notice God's presence? throughout our day. And I love just this this opportunity to love lovingly hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. And in that give us opportunity for forgiveness, for space, for grace, and for mercy. So with all of that, 
I say, let us be open to the invitation to begin again, to let go mm -hmm. whatever that thing might have been today and give us or take the opportunity for us to begin again, to live a life of love, really live life. Mm -hmm. What might God be up to in the things that are showing up as you think about your day? How might even what you heard about Bell Hooks today invite you to cultivate in your own love practice? And I will always remind us, love is a practice. And what we practice, we become. Femi, mm -hmm. will you close us out in a brief prayer? Yes. Heavenly, holy mystery God, mm. we thank you for this time to connect and reflect and to practice love. And not just any kind of love, but your love, which knows no boundaries, which has no walls, which does not discriminate, but fully embraces all. We thank you for the works and the dedication and the love practice of Bell Hooks. May we, her daughters, continue in this practice of love and may we embody your love wherever we go. In the name of your son, amen. Amen. Thank you, my beautiful, beautiful sisters and hooks. Thank you for sharing your heart with me. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your research. I always grow in your presence and I am so, so grateful. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with the Call to Love Experience community. And I will say good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.